Hello, everyone. Welcome to Brew Jackets, the fun Blue Jackets themed podcast. My name is Kevin. Joining me tonight, we have my guy, Happy Duck, my guy, Hartsy, my guy, William, and my guy, Wyatt. Welcome to the show, everyone. CBJ. CBJ. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what yeah. they said. So I noticed you said a fun Blue Jackets podcast. You guys are having fun. That's good to hear. Um, <laughs> hey, Kevin, Dad, what's up? Hi. Hi. Um, yeah, we have fun. quite the show planned for you guys today. It's been a, as the title says, a rough week. Um, four games, four losses. It's, uh, it is the way it is. And in fact, we had what we've had what now six games in a row. There've been losses. Um. Some of those losses were extremely close. So um, they sh- some of them maybe should have happened. Some of them um, could have been won just as easily as they were lost. Uh, they, I don't feel as down on some of these losses. Like when I say like four or six losses, you know, I start to think like, damn, that kind of sucks. But when you look at the games, when you watch the game themselves, there's a lot of good I'm seeing. Um. So I'm not going to sit here and be an apologist or make excuses like the 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 losses are losses. Um, you know, I think we had two in overtime or at least one in overtime. Um, so we got a point there. I think two points, but um, by the end of it. So I don't know. Kev, what, do you, what did you think about this last week? So I'll answer your first question because you said, oh, are you having fun? And yes, the Blue Jackets <laughs> are losing, unfortunately. But I'm still having fun because, you know. I st- even if they lose, it's still fun watching the Blue Jackets play because it's one of the few things that, besides like my family and friends that I have in my life, that that's really going on in a more positive way. And just, you know, that's just kind of how it is. Um, but like you said, honestly, that we've said this on the show before, but it just comes down to this, which is. The story so far for the Blue Jackets so far this season is just when they lose, it's just they play very good, good enough to win, and it's great to see, but then they make one or two dumb mistakes, and then that's what costs them. You know, stuff like you can't get the puck out of your own net, stuff like you make a bad turnover, stuff like you have multiple chances to score in the power play, and you can't score in the power play. Do you know we're like one for 30 in our last 30 power plays? Yeah, it's not. St. Louis Blues level? Not very good. But like, but, and the thing is, even with those, and even with, and even with all those power plays, the even more frustrating part about it, it's like, I guess as crazy as it sounds, I guess it'd be more acceptable if like the power play was just like God awful and everything. But, like, it's not. Like, they have chances. They're putting pucks on net, and they're getting chances to score, and they're good chances. It's just not going in, and it's like, oh, man. And that's kind of the difference there. That Yesterday's game against Pittsburgh, that's a perfect example of that four power plays. If you score on one of those, it's a whole different ball game. But, unfortunately, you don't, and that's kind of the, you know, and and end of that. And, you know. And some, you know, I just, and I said this before in the show before, which is I hope that 
in some hypothetical scenario, if the Blue Jackets are fighting for a playoff spot this season and they don't, you know, and I hope, you know, and if they don't get it, I hope we don't look back and say, man, that those, some of those games, man, they had those games and they should have had it right right there. But One power that's play, what, one time, right. could have won a right. game. Right. One. Because you don't. Because you don't want to be in that situation when you look back and say, "Damn, we we want to won one of the, one or two of those games we'd be in," and it's yeah. a it's a similar situation years ago back in 2019, where the Blue Jackets were fighting for a playoff spot and they're playing the Canadians, and whoever won that game got a 70 percent shot of making the playoffs, and the Blue Jackets won that game, and then it came down to like the second to last game of the season, if the Blue Jackets had been the Rangers, they would get in and the Canadians would get knocked out. Well, as it, as it turns out, the Blue Jackets won that game in a shootout against the Rangers in New York. And because of that, the Canadians got knocked out. And the Canadians can look back and said, well, maybe if we beat the Blue Jackets, we could have gone in. So I guess that's what I'm trying to get at here, is that if the Blue Jackets find themselves in a spot where they're fighting for playoffs and, they don't get it. I hope it's not because they. You look and look back and say, "Damn, we should have." If we just won a, won one of those games or something, that we could have gotten it. You know, I would yeah. rather. If, I'd rather it be if you're in a spot where you're fighting for the playoffs, but you don't get it. It's like, well, at least you tried, and just there are just better teams around you. Not because of you lost games that could have helped you to get in. That's what I'm hoping for. But yeah. even when they lose, it still looks good. And even when they win, it looks good. It's just about consistency and putting it together. Yeah. And and putting it together uh, being the ultimate challenge for them. Because here's the thing. So yesterday in the game against the Penguins, I thought when I first saw the way that our power play was going, our Blue Jackets power playing, Power play was going, and they were connecting all these passes. They were keeping possession of the puck. They were down on the offensive zone the like most of the time. I was like, holy shit, these guys look good. Like They're going to score a goal here like sooner or later. And what I noticed is instead of scoring that goal, they kept passing it, which don't get me wrong. I've been screaming all last season and this season, tape to tape. Tape to tape. We need to connect some actual passes and stop dumping. We need to get it get. And they were doing that yesterday during the power play so well. But the thing was, they didn't stop doing it to take a fucking shot. Like that. The, they they were like almost like oh my god, we're so good. We're passing it. Like they. I hope it felt good because it looked good. But at the end of the day, the production yeah. getting it together just wasn't there. And so you know, eh, well. That's, it's starting to look good, though. That's always been my one critique on the just and just power play in general. You, so many teams, not just the Blue Jackets, have so many good players that are just so smart and have brilliant minds offensively that you can see it. But so many times they just waste it because they're just trying to be too pretty and just pass, 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 looking for that perfect play. When a lot of times you just Get that puck on net and just shoot it. it. Yeah, put it on net and just shoot it. I, you know, go back to last night. One of the goals the Blue Jackets scored was Yegor Chinikov. He just gets the puck, puts it on net, 
and scores. You know, go back to when the Blue Jackets last win against the Lightning. Erica Branson gets the puck up high from the point, slap shot to shoots, and it goes in. And sometimes that's the play that you need to do. It's part of a learning process that this team is going through. But you need to get to that point to where you need to know, okay, here I need to pass the puck, and here I need to shoot it, and I need to get it on net. Because you can have all the greatest passes in the world, and you can be really good at it. And it isn't gonna, it's not going to mean nothing if you don't, if you don't put it on net. So, I got some questions for the fellows here in a bit, but I just want to say this last thing too. You just said something also that was very similar to something I want to say in that um, you can have the best passes ever. Well, you can have some of the best players ever, but if they don't know how to play together, then it's just not going to produce the way you want it to. And and quite honestly, so I I read, don't quote me on this. I don't know. I've read though somewhere that um, it can take up to two seasons for a player to come in and gel with their team completely. I remember uh, it was being talked about last year when, you know, Johnny Gaudreau just hops on the blue jackets and like still produces well himself and still is a great player. But, um, you know, the gelling with the team. There's not just one new face this year, um, or even two. <laughs> There's a lot. Um, you know, we have Fantilli, uh, Marchenko for a full season. We got Provorov, Voronkov, uh, Texier's back, Severson, you know, you know Yurichek. We just didn't see some of these guys. Like that's a lot of people to fit into a lineup and to to just have be like work so cohesive. Like they're not mind readers. I mean, eventually, like so, like for example, let's actually take a team that's doing worse than us right now, um, right now, and that is the Edmonton uh, Oilers. Um, so they only have nine points so far. I mean, we only have twelve, but. Um, Two of the greatest players in the world, yep. Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, and they're just not producing. I, <laughs> I, I don't. It just is what it is. You know, one player isn't the team. Hell, uh, uh, twelve players isn't the team. You know, it. You need the team and the coach, which I believe we're getting there. But although we're losing, things are starting to look well. And I can just imagine the more they play and the more they gel, the better it's going to get. I mean, you would, one would hope. (laughs) Adam Fantilli's looked pretty damn good. It's a small sample size, but he's looked pretty damn good so far. And he's showing up and scoring goals and putting up the points and he, him on the same line as Krill Marchenko and Dmitry Voronkov has just been fun to watch and just been outstanding. That's been great to see, so just got to uh, keep it up. And, of course, later on in the show, I'll get I'll get to this, which is uh, some big outstanding news in regards to hockey <laughs> games at the shoe. And if you're one of those people that has wanted it, like me, you're going to like this news, so stay tuned later on in the show if you haven't seen it yet. Hell yeah. Um, so, Adam Fantilli, uh, 
Let's talk about him. Then I want to talk about who uh, I think is the most productive and best player on the team, which also I'm super excited for that news. Uh, I personally think is the number one producer for the year already and is going to do huge things. Um, so Adam Fantilli uh, tied a five-way tie for first on the team for points with nine. We got Jenner, Fantilli, Marchenko, Renski, and Provorov all with nine points. Uh, Fantilli with four of those points being goals and five of them being assists. This dude's amazing already. I mean, everyone he knew it, uh, and now he's just proving it. And I can't get enough of that dude. I love to see him. I've seen him on these lines um, with some of these other kind of newer faces too, like Marchenko or um, what was the line that they were on the other day? It was like Fantilli. Uh, Marchenko and Veronka. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I personally believe Dmitry Veronka is the single current, current, like hottest like, player on the team, like skill wise. <laughs> well, because <laughs> uh, we could get, we could get into that conversation later. Um, <laughs> no, um, joking, but. Zvorankov, seriously, I, I mean, he's got 10 games. So uh, most of the other in the top 13 players all have 16 games. Uh, I'm sorry, in points. Top 13 players in points, and a lot of them are tied for points. So in just 10 games, Zvorankov has the same amount of points as um, Justin Danforth uh, and Eric Goodbranson, who all have more points than people such as XCA, Gaudreau, Selinger, Lyonnais. So Lyonnais only had seven games. I won't, I, won't, I won't count that. But, like, you know, Silly, Severson, Texier, Gaudreau, Corrali uh, all have 16 games. So I'm just thinking right now, I mean, he's 23 years old. He, he's well enough of a grown man to hold his own here. I, I think <clears throat> this kid's about to break some records. Um. Mm-hmm. For rookies, I think he's gonna right. smash Marchenko's record. Actually, I mean Marchenko is doing well too. I'm not saying that he's not. I just think uh, Ronkov getting this chance this early on the season was fine. Was was good timing. Right, and on earlier than expected under normal circumstances, Ronkov probably would have had something similar to what happened with with Krill Marchenko. To where he plays through October, November, maybe a little bit in December, then gets called up and then starts playing from there. But, you know, stuff happened to where the Blue Jackets had to pull him up a little bit earlier than maybe they wanted. But it's but in the end, it's worked out so far, small sample size, but it's worked out. And Dmitry Baronkov, he's been so fun to watch, just a – Big Russian man that it's just beautiful to watch. 6'5", 240. And I just love how he just knows to just park his ass in front of the net. He just does it. I don't think anyone's ever told him that. He just goes there and he just does it. And it's just fun to watch. Because the Blue Jackets have been using him on screens. It would be power play, five on five. That's been awesome. And Two of the, you know, the goals that Dmitry Voronkov has scored is where he's used his size, right in front of the net, 
and scored where to no one's going to stop him because no one's screwing with a dude that's 6'5", 240. I mean, Jacob Truba for the Rangers this past Sunday found out the hard way what happens when you screw with Dimitri Voronkov. Voronkov put a good hit on him, and that was the end of that. Jacob Truba is not screwing with Dimitri Voronkov for the rest of the game. And honestly, He's trying to keep his teeth. <laughs> and honestly, the last time the Blue Jackets had this type of a guy who's big, can, can hit, fight, and can score, you'd have to go back to Josh Anderson, that, that type of power forward. He has been so fun to watch. Great. He's been awesome on that line with Fantilli and Marchenko. And it's, yeah. it's been fun to watch. And we'll just be interested to see if he just keeps going. And honestly, more they should be getting more ice time. I know there's a fine they balance. Have been. There's a fine balance because you don't want to play him too much and you don't want to be sitting all your other guys on the bench. Like You have to balance that out. But whenever you can, find some ice time and throw them out there. That's just my armchair coach you know, opinion there because – They've been fun to watch, and they've really been, really, from an offensive standpoint, the best line that the Blue Jackets have had, and it's just been great to see. It's yeah. like a pretty big line in general. Like how well, tall is Marteco? It is. Like the do all these dudes. You look at them: Marchenko, Fantilli, Veronica. six three. Yeah, they're they're all at least six foot, and they're all at least like two hundred plus pounds. So, like, you got a a huge, a huge big line with dudes that are also good, not only offensively huge. but defensively as well. And it's just great to see. And they yeah. that that line has really turned the tide a lot of, in a lot of these games for the Blue Jackets where. They're not doing so good. And then Pascal Vincent throws out Dmitry Ronkov, Krill Marchenko, and Adam Fantilli, and then it starts going in the, the right direction for the Blue Jackets. Yeah. I think they could also, you know, if, if need be, you know, they could put Fantilli on a line with Goudreau in line A and then slide Dmitry Vronkov over and throw Yegor Chinikov in there. And we have the wow. the uh, red machine. <laughs> I do. Yikes. No, I I do think that was a, that was on a sweatshirt I saw Dmitry Vronkov wear. It said red machine on it. That's yeah. That's where I got it from. I didn't make it up. So, the big red no, machine. Hefty duck. I do. I do agree with you. I do think at some point we are going to see Fantilli with Mark with uh, Line A and Cadreau. Eventually, we will get there. But they're, the Blue Jackets are doing the smart thing, which is they're easy. They're not, they don't want to hurt his development. And they're easing Fantilli into this, giving him second line minutes, starting him a little bit on the wing, but then now transitioning him to center and just easing them into it. And when he's ready, they'll put him up with, with the first line and give him more playing time. Somebody needs to get Gadron Line going. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, Line yeah. I has been doing well. Yeah, he's he's, uh, been he's injured, out for a while for injury. It's yeah. been it's it, it's so, mainly been Gaudreau that you know I'm seeing the issues with. Yeah. Yes. So he's not. It's not very, hitting. The Gaudreau isn't Gaudreauing anymore. 
unfortunately right now he's not and i don't like saying this but unfortunately right now johnny gaudreau is not worth his contract and he's ripping off the blue jackets and that makes me very sad to say that because he's been a good player for the blue jackets and i'm like what i'm seeing from him not just this past season but this season he's had some good moments where he's looked good but unfortunately he's just not quite there and yeah you know maybe he just you know i do believe he's going to get it going i just hope it's sooner rather than later because that will definitely help put the blue jackets in a better position so that they just don't have to rely on you know marchenko fantilli Baronkov, and like their fourth line plus like zach Wierenski and boom jenner for their offense here's an interesting stat marchenko fantilli and Goudreau all have 38 shots. Marchenko and Fantilli both have four goals. So it's not that Goudreau's not taking these shots. They're he's just getting stoned. He's getting gold. Yeah, and then he's also, I've seen you know, him kind of dropping the puck here, here and there lately as well, too. You know, if it's just a mental block... Once again, this guy just joined a new team last year and then has so many new line mates this year. I get maybe a little bit of that, but um, I wonder if the Jackets could look at that Calgary line that that Johnny was on and maybe pick up a few uh, pointers. A few tricks, pointers. Few tips, pointers. Yeah, trade, yeah. trade for Lindholm and Kachuk. Trade for McDavid. The uh, question I have for for you guys is: since I brought up my my top player, I think for the the Blue Jackets and Veronkov, um, who do you think the Jackets' best player is on the team? The fans. Oh yeah, brother. I mean, honestly, I think it's got to be Boone Jenner. You're not wrong in, in many I'm ways. Not. Yeah, because Boone Jenner I does like a little bit of everything. Yes. I would say Fantilli, you know, just to boost your fans' ego and make me think <laughs> you got the best pick in the first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, all, all top three picks in that draft are looking really good. Yep. Yeah, dude, Carlson's looking amazing. I haven't really watched yeah. much of Bedard because I don't really like care. Yeah, Bedard looks good, too. I mean, that game against Florida, he was absolutely electric. <laughs> yeah. Too bad his team wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you say who it you... is Chicago. I'm a little biased. I'm just going to say um, Berensky because, I mean, he did just um, break a Good franchise push. record. Yep. Was it, it was 100 assists or something? Most assists by a defenseman in franchise history. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. I'm going to go out there. You're going to go out there. I'm going to be realistic here. Yeah. I'm be realistic here and say Provorov, honestly. Well, that's, that's not, totally not biased. Yeah, I mean, everyone mentioned so far is tied in the top. Um, Jenner was, I think, second to nine points with Provorov being the first. Um, Fantilli is up there with nine points. Rorensky up there with nine points. So okay, everyone right now currently to their stats, their their points. Not bad choices. 
as no. to who is the top on the team currently. Yes, and everyone wants to talk about Elvis versus Lincoln's how that's not a very good contract, and I understand why people say that, but right now that's looking like a much better contract because Elvis Mers Leakins is playing much better and he's earning that contract right now. Yeah, both him and Spencer Martin currently have save percentages over 900. I mean, it's it's not always how many you can save, it's kind of sometimes when you can save them and you know certain games right. is much more important than others. Um but uh I don't know. Elvis is three and four. I mean, that's only down like three wins, four losses. That's really only one game away from being even as well. I think personally, I think he's been looking great this year. I I don't know. Um, You know, you mentioned Provorov being, you know, one of the top producing players on the team. He has nine points. Um, There's been a couple like little hiccups here and there that just, it's just like a single dumb play that, you know, can cost the game, especially in like a three-on-three overtime. Uh, we saw that with him, and I think we saw it with um, uh, Severson uh, earlier yeah. in the year as well. That's yeah, crucial situations you can't really be fucking up. Yeah, but then, but then, do we go against the stats and we just we just do the eyeball test with shit like that, and we're like, okay, well, that's what that I makes do. It much worse because. <laughs> I mean, for the whole other part of the game, he didn't have any uh, real other errors. So we're just like, yeah, that one last one kind of cost the game. But you can't really say he's a bad player from no, that no, one incident. Yes, it sucked. He wasn't awesome. Yes, it was right? horrible timing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe at one point. He wasn't Uh, all right. Was that court? All right. Uh, right now is a great time to do the ad. And you then, ready? while we look it up. Yes, and then why? And you gotta have to tell us about Ohio State legend Mason Lorai since you haven't been on in a couple weeks. And then we have to talk about Ohio State. All right, right. I'll see you guys on the other side of this promo video. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, okay, we gotta talk about a little bit about betting odds real quick. Um, Lions, the Lions. NHL. Shut up. We don't. We don't talk about football here. What are you talking about, dude? Football is boring. Shane Pinto. Uh-huh. So, um, it's really interesting. That DraftKings currently has here. I'm actually gonna bring this up on screen because I this is hilarious. Oh man, I don't know if I should do this during the ad, but uh NHL window. Uh okay, well. All right, so you guys see right here where it says uh Vegas Golden Knights against Montreal Canadiens, and it has 
the Arizona Coyote logo and the Columbus Blue Jackets logo next to Montreal. And then that one gets, that's hilarious. Hold so on. the hey, next one, oh, they have all these messed up. Oh, wow. They have, that's, that's... they have the uh, New Jersey Devils as the Arizona Coyotes and the Penguins. What is our logo? Ew. But oh, you click it, it's fine. Okay, anyway, so that wasn't the point of this. My whole point of this was just to talk about some Glitch. odds. So uh, tonight, today, we have the Flyers versus the Hurricanes. All right, Ryan, this one's for you. No, I'm sorry, Hartsey, this one's for you. Dude, no, I'm wine. What are you talking about? <laughs> the, um, yeah. the logos thing threw me off so bad. I'm sorry. So, anyway, money line on that. Uh, looks like the Hurricanes are favored to win at a minus 230, and the Flyers are at plus 190. So, I don't know. You know, if yeah. you're going by just strictly those odds, yeah. like good luck to you. It's not like impossible. It's just, you know. Last game, Bobby Brink is sitting again. I have zero confidence in my team tonight. Zero. Why, why are we sitting Bobby Brink? <laughs> so, this seems interesting. I wouldn't have said the same thing last year. So, look at this, though. Um, New York Islanders versus uh, Canucks. So, the Canucks, they must be a home game for them. Um are at a minus 155 favorite to win, and the Islanders are plus 130. I don't know. The the Vancouver's been on quite the tear this year, and the Islanders have been not doing quite as well as they could be as well because um, I have Ilya Sorokin on my fantasy team, and they could just be doing better. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Whatever. Anyway, there's a couple odds for, for today. Of course. What? This Thursday night, Thursday night football, the Bengals are on. So you can bet it, bet Ooh. that game, and you know go bet. And the You're Blue lying. Jackets responsibly, not gambling advice, not gambling advice. <laughs> you know, Bengals, Browns, Blue Jackets respond bet responsibly. The only uh, advice we have for you is to download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccbg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino Resort. Uh, Twenty one plus ages varies by restriction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the NHL National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023 all rights reserved. Yes, I have to read the whole thing. <laughs> it is what it is. And we also have Raycon. Um, it may be too early to start decorating for the holidays, but it's never too early to start your holiday shopping. Why not take care of it now before the crowds pack calendars and make shopping a total nightmare? Especially when you can get some of the best deals of the season well before Black Friday. 
You can shop Raycon products right now and save up to 50% off because of their early Black Friday sales going on now. Uh, you've heard us talk about these products before. Uh, you know, we've had past ads we've done for them, and I've mentioned many times how I like their, you know, um, uh, noise canceling feature and and being water resistant, so I'm not as worried about sweat and whatnot. Uh, Raycon first animated for themselves in the audio space with products like their everyday earbuds, known for delivering high quality and thoughtful features like a 32-hour battery life and a perfect in-air fit for all-day wear and lasting comfort. And this past year, they expanded their entire business with the introduction of Raycon Home and Raycon PowerTech. Uh, their five-star reviewed Magic 180 cable allows you to charge iOS, micro-USB, and Type-C devices eight times faster with 100-watt power delivery. Their faucet filler ultra filters the water in your tap against chlorine and heavy metals. It's a must-have for ensuring the water you use to wash your face and brush your teeth is, you know, actually clean. Raycon is known for delivering high-quality and thoughtful features at half the price of other premium tech brands. It's no wonder their products have racked up tens of thousands of five-star reviews. To get everyone in on the holiday shopping spirit a bit early, Raycon is currently offering 20% off everything on their site, with select products up to 50% off. So beat the crowds and save now. Trust me, you do not want to miss out on Raycon's early Black Friday sale. Hurry now to buyraycon.com slash THPN to get 20-50% to off site-wide. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So wine. You got to get some... talk about Ohio State legend Mason Mori. Hold on. So I'm gonna get some Raycons so that we don't hear them watching TikToks while I'm reading the ad. Though, I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, on to Mason Lori. Uh, How's he been yeah. in the NHL so far? Yeah, so I actually haven't gotten to talk about this because I haven't been on for the last two weeks, but Mason Lorai did get called up to the NHL, and yeah. he's playing six games. Got himself <laughs> his first NHL goal against the Dallas Stars, which you oh, love yeah. to see. And, yeah, overall, the dude's a wizard with the puck. He can move the puck so well. He's got a great shot. Um, I think perhaps defensively there's a little bit more to be desired, but – you know, overall, I feel like he's played well enough to stick. I mean, maybe with Matt Grizzlick returning, he gets sent back down again. But I think he's played well. I think we've got a hell of a player on our hands here for many years. So, yeah, I'm very excited for him. He's only 22, so he's only going to keep getting better in his own end and the offensive end as well. Hell, yeah. No, very that's good, good. to hear yeah. That's, I that's great to hear. Don't always to follow that. Um, I'm just Ohio State legend. That's yeah. right. Absolutely. Mm. Um, which is a good transition. Oh, well, you want to say something, Ryan? Go ahead. I didn't have anything else to add. Oh, okay. But I was talking about Ohio State legend Mason Lorite is a good transition into like the big news that came out yesterday. Which is this? If you are someone that has always wanted hockey games at the shoe, like me and many other people, guess what? We got some good news for you if you haven't seen it already. Which is the NHL was at the shoe looking at it for a potential winter classic, which is huge. And isn't it something that 
all of a sudden Gene Smith and his stupid plumbing excuses are going away and Ohio State gets new president Ted Carter who is a big hockey fan and oh look at that you just yeah then it tells you like yeah we'll we'll have a we're interested we want a hockey game at the shoe so man it just proves us all right like we've said on the show before all it took was just getting Gene Smith and its his stupid plumbing excuses out of here and having Ted Carter, a hockey fan, new president <laughs> of Ohio State certainly helps. That's gonna oh, yeah. affect the Blue Jackets in Ohio State. But it, it it it's great to see and it's it's exciting. It's hype. Everyone get excited that this is it's gonna happen eventually, that the Blue Jackets will be getting a hockey game at the shoe and inadvertently this will eventually help Ohio state and they'll probably get one and then they won't have to go to Cleveland to go play a hockey game. So this is, this is just outstanding news. I saw that yesterday and I was just so, so excited that positive step in the right direction and the blue jackets eventually will be getting their, a hockey game at the shoe. Hello, Hell there, yeah. Dad. How you doing? How you um, So, it, it's so, great uh, to see. Yeah. So, speaking of uh, Ohio State, did you happen to see? So, I had a naysayer the other day on Twitter. You know, we've been bringing this up for a lot longer. Specifically, you have been bringing this up yeah. for a lot longer than <laughs> the recent news. Uh, yeah. So, we, of course, we you know we have tweets about it. I had posted a tweet the other day. So there was um. A uh, Ohio State marching band did like a, a Veterans Day tribute in which yep. they did a lot of different like shapes of, of military equipment of certain things. And um, they did a cannon. Mm-hmm. They did a marching cannon, which was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, yep. One, best damn band in the land. That's Two, right. um, it was amazing. Three, I okay. So I took the I took the thing and I posted it. Or someone took a picture of the cannon. Anyway, I said, "Hey, check it out." Uh, you know, I said, "Is this foreshadowing?" And someone's like, "Oh, give it a break." <laughs> and, and I told him to calm their tits, and that was that. So, you know what? We're not gonna give it a break. No, not like dogging you, the guy Break who replied. I'm not dogging you, but no, it's just hilarious. But, no, I understand what you're getting at. Is that people? It needs to be said. It needs to be thrown out there that we're not going to let this go. It needs to be said. People need to keep on pushing it. That the only reason, and it's been confirmed not many times in the Columbus media and the news that came out yesterday, which is. It all it comes down to is Gene Smith and his stupid plumbing excuses. He, it, that's really what it is. It's that simple. It really is that simple. It's really not that hard. It's Gene Smith and his plumbing excuses. You know, and that, that's it's really that it's it's, it's that simple because you t- take that away, and all of a sudden, magically, the news comes out that oh yeah, the NHL was actually at the shoe looking at it for. Again, kind of makes you wonder. Hmm, interesting there. Take Gene Smith out in his stupid plumbing excuses, and we actually start to go somewhere with this. And I'm not even asking for this to be there like today. 
or one year from now or even five years from now. I'm just asking it for it to happen. And yesterday's news was a huge step, a positive step in the right direction for us going yeah. there. And all it took was Gene Smith and his stupid plumbing excuses getting out of there because no so more. He's out, out of the picture. So we have confirmation Basically. of them doing the survey and everything. There's no guarantee yet, sure, no. but it's very the chances are just going up and going up. Um, yeah. So real quick, I guess before I jump more into this, uh, uh, William, you, did you say you had something uh, you wanted to talk about with uh, about the Ohio State possibility oh, yeah. of an outdoor game? Yeah, I have I have some words. I'm happy that you know this is going to happen because you know this is something we've all been wanting. But now that it's being announced this year, people are assumed. Like I've seen people comment this on Twitter a lot, saying that no, 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 we're not good enough. We're not good enough. We're going to be embarrassed on live TV. It's not like it's happening this year. And yes, we haven't been playing that good. We're in the middle of a rebuild. Rebuild. And it's like, grow up. No matter what happens, we're getting the chance to do this. You know, we're getting what we wanted at the end of the day. It doesn't matter that we're not the best team in the league. We got what we wanted. And we should be grateful. We don't need to be like, no, no, no. We want it later. Doesn't matter. We got it. Well, that's, yeah. No, and so this brings me actually kind of to the next point I was going to make. Um, you mentioned people seeing people online um, talking about this, and I I saw someone I I one hundred percent think that they were trolling because it would never go down this way. Like, oh, we want to see like the Red Wings versus the Penguins or something like that, and the, um, that's Chicago just rage. Penguins. Chicago, yeah, yeah that's right. Darden Crosby or something. Yeah, that's just rage bait. It absolutely has. It's not that wouldn't happen. I mean, we would absolutely riot maybe, uh, maybe at that Detroit point. Could. You know, maybe it could um, be Detroit, but for a fact, it's going to be the Jackets. It just wouldn't there, make right? sense. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, so who? this brings me to my next point. Who um, are would we play? Because here's the thing. Here's the point I want to make about the Penguins. Um, the Penguins' biggest rival, and almost always has been, and almost always what? will be, will be the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, That's, I know those yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we have, you know, this kind of, like, back and forth thing between Pittsburgh and Ohio and, like, every team ever. But yeah. um, I personally think, so instead of them, I think I would have to go with the Red Wings. Um. That are like, now hear me out. Tampa Bay. What ever since that series, man, ever, like, all the games Ooh. have been nuts. Ooh, Ooh, I, I think that's spicy. That's a spicy one. No, I agree Boston with you. <laughs> no, I agree with you. I agree with you there, Hefty Duck, because ever since the playoffs in 2019, every game since then, has been competitive and it's been a good back and forth between blue jackets and there have been kind of been some spicy moments, some hits and everything that, you know, you can see it's not necessarily a rivalry, but like you can see 
stuff that kind of dictates that these teams don't necessarily like each other. And we can go back to last week's show when uh, we're talking about all the games Blue Jackets played, and one of those being the Blue Jackets beat the Lightning, for you know, 4-2. And when John Cooper made the comment after the game that, oh, this should have been, I'm paraphrasing the quote, but like, oh, this should have been an easy win, clearly – to a certain degree, John Cooper and the Lightning still think of the Blue Jackets in some sort of negative way for what they did in 2019 to them. So I agree with what you're saying there. And, you know, William, I also, you know, to those you bring up those people saying, oh, we're not good enough. No, we shouldn't get it right now. Okay, well, that that's the wrong mindset because this is like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You're probably not going to get it again. And then on top of that, this whole, oh, they're not a very good team. Well, here's the thing with that. Buffalo has been picked many times to play in outdoor games. And it's no disrespect to Buffalo. But, <laughs> this cat's no, in Buffalo. Buffalo, cat's in but <laughs> Buffalo is the no most disrespect. overhyped franchise of all time. <laughs> but no disrespect to Buffalo. But you've they haven't been very good in a bit now. And they still get picked. To play in outdoor games. So don't for me personally, don't come at me and say, Oh, we're not we're not good enough. We don't deserve it. When other teams who aren't exactly the greatest e- either have gotten picked to play in it. So you know, there there's something to consider here is that when your time comes, your time comes and you may not get it again. You may yeah. not you may yeah. not get it again. Because the Blue Jackets, in in 2007, the Blue Jackets had the NHL draft. They have not had that that moment since then. In 2015, the Blue Jackets had the NHL All-Star game. They have not had that chance to have that All-Star game again since then. Because those those types of things are more, you know, once-in-a-lifetime opportunities that you're probably not going to get. And if you do get it, it's years from now. Yeah. You know, like the Reds had like, you know, like the Reds, I'm pr- if I'm wrong on this, I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure that they had like the all-star game in like the 90s or something like that, and then they didn't get it until 2015. So like once you have these opportunities to take these big-time events, you take it because you don't know when you're going to get it back. Well, and that's the thing too. I, it's less about like the skill of the team. Like if it if it were only about the teams that were doing good, like there are some some teams like us that might never ever get get one then, right? Uh, but then, like, I think a lot of it has to do with the market mm-hmm. um, uh, of the teams, and and quite frankly, the market in Columbus is not in Cleveland. No. So we want to have at least one of the teams basically be having a home game, you know, a home game. Yeah. Um, and then the other team being nearby. So possibly their fans could travel as well. Um, right. You know, were that the case, I would much rather see a couple red jerseys in the crowd than a bunch of fucking yellow and yellow and black ones. That's yeah. a whole nother yeah, that, day. Um, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just I just have to throw this out there. 
if you're one of those people that say that you like the Blue Jackets, but then with the moment they play Pittsburgh, you're wearing Pittsburgh stuff, you need to stop with that shit. That it's just not good. Stop with the shenanigans, okay? Because you're the same type of person that would go wear blue the next Blue Jackets home game. You're wearing Blue Jacket stuff. That's embarrassing, and it needs to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. What's stop. wrong with black and yellow jerseys? <laughs> well, why and what uh, for, for context? Yeah, what is black and yellow? <laughs> for, for 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 context, why and when we talk about black and yellow, we're talking about Pittsburgh. We're not talking about the Bruins. The I Bruins mean, are the ones that are not in the Blue Jackets issues. <laughs> it's not that. so. You don't have anything to worry about. Off the Bruins. Remember the Penguins took the Bruins colors back in the eighties. Yeah, they stole them. That's a fact. Thieves. Um, Thieves. Yeah, I mean, I I appreciate them like you know choosing to spend their money on season tickets or on tickets to the to the Blue Jackets events, but um, when you're at the home team's arena of where you live. If you were not like, strictly always a Penguins fan, like if you could, like let's say like we go to a Penguins game, like uh, we're the away fans, like yeah, I'm gonna wear my, my blue jacket stuff, of course. But I also don't go to that state, like that arena ever in Penguins gear. You know, it, when you're when you already root for the home team, my, my my whole point is this: when you already root for the home team, but you also root for like the other team, like. You can cheer for them a little bit, I, I guess. Like you can cheer for like players, but like, do you just wear your home team fucking colors? That's just it's just rude. Um, I don't know. There, it's not. It, it's I, unfortunately, I don't think it's really ever going to change for the simple fact that the Blue Jackets just were not in existence for you know as long as the the Penguins have been in existence. So they were just. There's that, that deeper rooted fan base, you know, um, that had more time to cook. <laughs> uh, if, it, it, if I can say this, yes. and Kevin oh, can yes. agree with me, I had a very long rant about that stuff before the show started about, you know, other team, uh, you know, fans of other teams coming into your home arena and essentially disrespecting it. And I don't really, I don't really atone to that stuff. Like I went over there, and you know, I acted out of line a little bit after the Flyers won. But you know what? Owen kept me in check, and you know what? I listened to him because I was staying at his house and I had nowhere to go. But, <laughs> but, on the topic of you know disrespecting you know the team that you're on the road to see, you know the opposition's arena. I cannot stand people who do that. It's a fire ringtone, by the way. I can't stand people who come into, like, if you come into the Wells Fargo Center and, you know, you're cheering for the opposition and you're being, you know, disrespectful and obnoxious, someone might punch you in the face. Yeah, you're in Philly. Don't forget where you're at. And so, and so, and I say this to Blue Jackets fans, whoever's listening. Stop letting people disrespect your fucking barn, please. Like, don't, you know, don't get arrested, you, you know. Someone, you need someone to toughen you up. I'll come over there. I'll teach you how to be assholes, you know. You guys <laughs> I'll, are I'll all too ass. fucking nice. Uh, 
<laughs> the thing is, though, come over there. I went to the hey, Red Wings game earlier this year, and the Red Wings fans, like, yeah, there's going to be a couple annoying ones, but, like, I sat right next to some that were very respectful. Um, yeah. You know, and, like, they, they won the game, too, so it was, like, they could have been, like, ha-ha, fuck you, or anything. But, not, like, they're not, like, the Pittsburgh fans. No. There's just something... Pittsburgh. There's something about Pittsburgh that just irks me the wrong way. Uh, I just want to clarify something real quick, too. Kevin, I'll let you go after this because I think we're going to start winding down. Um, I straight up said on Twitter the other day, uh, fuck the whole state of Michigan, and I don't care for it. Uh, And I had an argument with some guy. I just want to say, like, hey, I was just kind of arguing with with you, P-Mike, to argue with you. Uh, I don't have anything against Michigan, really. Uh, (laughs) I just... Just getting on the internet to uh, be silly and tell lies. No, sorry, hey, you, you, in the crossfire. You bring up Nature, you bring up Michigan. I had a banger on Blue Jacket on uh, the Brew Jackets Twitter page that got it was a good tweet that got oh, good yeah. traffic, over seventeen thousand views, which is basically uh, responding to CBJ Prospects uh, tweet, which is basically saying. That this past Friday, Adam Fantilli was at the Michigan hockey game, and he he had uh, the ceremonial puck drop, and they gave him a you know a, a standing ovation and everything, and he was on the ice during the national anthem, and he's and on the ice standing next to the Michigan players was someone wearing a Blue Jackets jersey, and the response, CB, I'm paraphrasing the tweet, but CBJ prospects basically said. Look at all this nice things that they're doing for the Blue Jackets, and yet people will still say, oh, derp, and Michigan still fucks. Michigan still oh, like, sucks. Like, and there's two minutes left in the game, and then someone goes, and Michigan still sucks. Like, dude, knock that shit off. No. No. It, it, right. Not right. Knock that shit off. It's fucking cringe. That has nothing so to do. Cool. That has nothing to do with the Blue Jackets. Keep that at Ohio State games where it belongs, where it it belongs, and I like it there. Mm-hmm. I don't want it at Blue Jackets games. I just don't. It's fucking cringe. And just stop, basically. If you want to go, and Pittsburgh still sucks. Like, that's still super cringy, but I'll accept that. Penguins yes. suck. And Penguins suck. <laughs> the basic, I, I'd have to look up the exact tweet, but the basic tweet, the basic idea of the tweet was basically, you know, it has nothing to do with the Blue Jackets or at Blue Jackets games. Keep that away from the Blue Jackets. And, you know, especially considering that the Blue Jackets now have Adam Fantilli, Zach Berensky, Nick Blankenberg, Kent Johnson, soon to be Gavin Brindley, all who have played it at Michigan that, Eventually, all of them will be playing for the Blue Jackets. And the Blue Jackets also had Jack Johnson, one of the more better players in recent history, who also played at Michigan. So I think it's time to stop the cringe. And I say this as someone that likes Ohio State, but we need to stop. Keep that at Ohio State where it belongs and no more 
you know, oh, Derp and Michigan still fox at at Blue Jackets games because it has <laughs> nothing to do with the Blue Jackets, especially when you do that when like the Blue Jackets are playing like the Tampa Bay fucking Lightning, which has nothing to do with it. And yes, I'm sure the Tampa Bay Lightning totally care about that. Michigan still sucks, even though it has nothing to do with them, and they're nowhere near Michigan. Well, it almost has the opposite to do with them because it does have to do with them, except like half our team went there. And so you're being like, hey, the school that you went to, Blankenberg, Rowenski, Johnson, Fantilli, sucks. Trash, sucks. Trash, yeah, that's another. Uh, that's that's another thing. That's another. Like that, you're just trashing like their school, but no, but no, that's another on, thing. Man. They they probably they probably you know don't say anything about it and take it like a champ. But maybe they feel they probably don't. Maybe they don't feel very good about it. Like like really, you know, like come on, we it just it just needs to just just needs to stop. And then people say, oh. It has everything to do with the Blue Jackets. It's in Columbus. They play in Columbus. Well, no, the Blue Jackets' rival is not Michigan. I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. But using that logic, does that mean that we can start seeing CBJ chants and Let's Go Jackets chants at Ohio State games and the cannon and the whip, locks as the whip at Ohio State games? No, you wouldn't see that. So let's just please stop. Just please (laughs) Please stop I, with the everyone crash. just needs to calm their tits. Keep the anti keep the anti Michigan bias stuff at Ohio State games. That you know you just, can just imagine <laughs> I'm just imagining like oh there's one minute remaining in a period and Michigan still sucks and you're playing like the fucking Vancouver Canucks or someone stupid like that you're absolutely right that's happened though there have been moments where the Blue Jackets are playing some team that's not even Close to Michigan, and they still go. Oh, Derp and Michigan yeah. still sucks. Like, and I look over at some drunk boomer guy with a big old beer belly and like all like a white beard, and you're just like, you can't even tell him to grow up because he's like fucking seven years old. He's grown enough. <laughs> he's grown like, enough. I know, right? Like, he's a fine wine at that point. I have a suggestion. Every time. What? But the new one could be and Bemstrom still sucks. They're saying that, but he I don't know. Anyway, all right. It's we're over our time a little bit here, so I want to start wrapping it up here. Um when I go around to get some final words, thoughts, and uh whatnot in. Uh Hardsy, we'll start with you up top. Yay. Shout outs. It's a parody goalie 79 on Twitter and Instagram and basically every social media platform you can find me on because I'm unoriginal. And, uh, yeah. And again, there's still time to claim an FHL team if you want to, you know, postseason starting soon. So we need to, uh, you make sure we're all set for next season. 
and uh, follow Bjorkswag because he's not here today. So I'm representing oh, yeah. him. That's it. I'm done. Phew. All right, Wine, we'll move on to you. All right. Follow me on Twitter at Wine. And someone please explain to me why the Boston Bruins are still number one in the NHL. Because <laughs> I don't get it mm. at this point. James Randrinstock is carrying you. Honestly, he has been pretty good. Especially for $1 million. $2 million. $3 million. $4 million. $5 million. $6 million. All right. Uh, on to the next one. Do you have anything else? <laughs> no, I'm done. All right. All right. William, what you got? Um, so follow me on TikTok and Twitter. That one's the big fan. And uh, shout out to the Brew Jackets TikTok account. You should go follow that. Do you run that? Shh, shh, don't tell them that. <laughs> and um, like I said, shout out to Rico Pick. He's always here. I think you should also shout out Raycon because yeah, shout out Raycon. Raycon shout out Giraffe. <laughs> shout out <to> THPN. <laughs> uh, dope. All right, Kevin. Final thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Um, shout out to Blue Jackets prospect Jordan Dumay for breaking the record for most points in a Moose Jaw history. He has over 300 points now. Oops, someone's trying to get in here. I heard a noise. I heard a noise. Someone's trying to get in here. Oh, there we go. There's, oh my God, Colin. Let's go, the man. The man with the great. So, okay, so, okay, Colin, before we get out of here, just, you know, share some thoughts about uh, uh, the Blue Jackets and uh, why you have a great mustache. You have 30 seconds, go. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> the reason why I have a mustache is because I grew it for deployment and then never shaved it. And um, blue jackets. Oof, that's a lot to unpack right now. That is. <laughs> so what, maybe one, one, thing, one thing you don't like, one thing you do like. One thing I do like is the youth movement. I, I think we're finally getting it, getting it right. We're, we're finally sending the right guys to the AHL to develop. And we're finally keeping the, the right guys in the NHL to develop at the NHL level and keeping some savvy veterans around to develop those guys. And we are still two or three years away from winning. I know that. I just thought we were going to be a little bit better this year. Dad, we need to quit the coaching carousel. I mean, I know that the whole Babcock thing, you know, is a thing. It's in the past now. Um, yeah. I don't think that we ever should have hired Brad Larson in the first place. I think that should have been Pascal Vincent's job back then. Um, but, yeah. But he's also the right guy for the youth movement, in my opinion. I, he knows the players that are developing the best, 
and he's kind of the guy. Um, so I hope he, he does well enough to keep his job and stick around. And uh, we hope we get to see him develop as well into a great NHL coach, not just a talent developer. Right. So I'll throw, I'll throw this one out there, Colin. We've talked about this on the show, which, which is great, which is your thoughts on the whole Winter Classic the shoe thing. Because my opinion, I think it's great. And finally, once Gene Smith and his stupid plumbing excuse to get out of here, it's like, oh, gee, we can finally have something nice. Uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty stoked about it. I think that'll be pretty cool. Um, I was sitting next to Boomer whenever that tweet came across at the stadium last night, yeah. Boomer and Booner. Yeah. And uh, I showed it to him immediately. And... I mean, it was kind of like a, you know, very preliminary. The way it was worded was obviously it's very, still very preliminary. Um, nothing's happened yet. Nothing is going down. Nothing's really, nothing's started except for getting the ball rolling. Um, so we still got a lot of work to do on that. Or well, not we, but the brass has got a lot of work to do on that. And um, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I mean, I know there's people already. Um, working on concept jerseys and whatnot, but I think that's a little, a little too far down the road at this point, but. All right. Well, okay. Well, thank you. Colin, we'll have to cut, have you come on again for, for a bit longer here, but we kind of have to end the show here, but yeah, but it's great. But listen here. It's great that you were able to come on and we were able to see your great mustache. Uh, you're so, having me. Sorry. I couldn't join earlier guys. That's okay. That's okay. Listen, listen. The invite's always there. You can you can always come on. You can always come on. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, so, came um, today, yeah. but this has been an episode of the Brew yeah. Jackets. I'll I'll fin- I'm gonna quickly finish what I was gonna say before Colin got All out right, here. Quick. So shout <laughs> out to uh shout out to the Blue Jackets prospect Jordan Dumay, who now has the record for most points in Moose Jaw history with over 300 points. Uh, shout out to Blue Jackets prospect Gavin Brinley, who, who's doing pretty good for Michigan so far. He's got nine goals in 11 games, so that's pretty good. So good for you, Jordan Dumay. Good for you, uh, Gavin Brinley. Also, don't forget, you know, you should subscribe to our YouTube channel. You just do it. Look at that cool graphic I made. You should totally do it. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Yeah, just do it right there. Um, as always, here is a picture of my brother's dog, Cooper. The greatest dog of all time. Okay. All right, so there's, yes, there's Cooper. Uh, again, Zach Renski, just for the laughter and the memes, I just need this. Wear this suit because the Blue Jackets were winning a lot of games during the 2016-2017 season when you were doing it. So just for the laughter and the memes, please, please just, you know, wear that suit. And then, uh, as always, you know, I got the Uni Blue Soldier scarf in the background right there. Go check out Uni Blue Soldiers. On all social media platforms, go check it out. We are a fun Blue Jackets-themed group. So, uh, yeah, go check it out. And um, I'm done talking. Hell, yeah. This has been an episode of the Brew Jackets. 
Thank you all for joining us. Thank you all to our audio listeners out there. We appreciate you. Um, you know, sometime maybe come watch uh, over on YouTube or something. But uh, to all of our video watchers on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, we appreciate you all as well. Uh, being here live or watching it after or whatever, um, you know, leave a comment, uh, share it with your friends, hit the buttons, do the things, and we'll see you here next week. Don't forget to follow uh, and use code THPN. <laughs> all right. Adios.